Hello, this is Sadil from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 12th of November. India recorded 12,516 new cases of coronavirus in the last 24 hours, pushing the total infection tally to over 3.44 crore. The number of new infections is marginally lower than yesterday's count of 13,091 cases. With 501 deaths in the past 24 hours, the cumulative death toll has climbed to 4,62,690. Covaxin, one of the vaccines being used in India's inoculation drive, has a 77.8% efficacy against symptomatic COVID-19 infection, showed a study published in medical journal The Lancet on Thursday. Germany registered a record 50,196 new cases on Thursday, The Guardian reported. German Chancellor Angela Merkel said the country's vaccination rate is not high enough to stop the infection from spreading fast. At least 67% of Germany's population is fully vaccinated. The coronavirus has infected over 251 million people in the world and caused more than 5 million deaths so far, according to the Johns Hopkins University. A special court has convicted former Uttar Pradesh minister Gayatri Prajapati of raping a woman from the Chitrakoot district in the state. The court will announce the quantum of the sentence later today. Along with Prajapati, two others, namely Ashish Shukla and Ashok Tiwari, were found guilty under sections of Gang Rape and the Protection of Children from Sexual Offences Act or POSCO. The three were also found guilty of attempting to rape the woman's minor daughter, according to Special Judge P.K. Rai, who presided over the case. The prosecution was able to prove the charges against the three beyond a reasonable doubt, reported The Wire. Gayatri was a key member of the Akhilesh Yadav cabinet, holding portfolios in the transport and mining ministries. Charges were pressed against him in February 2017 and the arrest was made in March. As for the complainant, the minister and his accomplices had been raping her since October 2014, but she decided to complain against them only after they tried to molest and rape her minor daughter in July 2016. Madhya Pradesh Minister Narutam Mishra slammed a book written by senior Congress leader and former Minister of Law and Justice of India, Salman Khurshid, in a press conference today. The book, titled Sunrise Over Ayodhya, Nationhood in Our Times, has triggered a controversy for allegedly comparing Hindutva to radical Islamic terror groups. The Madhya Pradesh minister today called the book condemnable and hit out at those who don't leave an opportunity to divide Hindus or divide our country. He also said he would consult law experts in Madhya Pradesh and get the book banned in the state. Defending himself, Khurshid had yesterday told the Press Trust of India that he had not called these guys terrorists. He said, and I quote, I have just said that they are similar in distorting religion. What Hindutva has done is that it has pushed aside Sanatan Dharma and Hinduism and it has taken over a robust, aggressive position similar to Boko Haram and those other guys. Unquote. He also further added that he could not find anybody else that they were similar to. He said, and I quote, I said they are similar to them, that's all. Nothing to do with Hinduism. Hindutva, as portrayed by its proponents, is distorting religion. Unquote. Meanwhile, Khurshid's colleague and Congress leader Gulam Nabi Azad called the controversial portion of the book factually wrong and an exaggeration. As per the NDTV, Azad said, and I quote, We may not agree with Hindutva as a political ideology, but comparing it with ISIS and jihadist Islam is factually wrong and an exaggeration. Unquote. Various BGP supporters, including spokesperson Gaurav Bhatia, have hit out at the senior Congress leader for the analogy he used in the book. 
The Supreme Court today granted the Uttar Pradesh government time till November 15th for apprising its stand on the suggestion that a former judge of a different high court should monitor the state SIT probe on day-to-day basis in the Lakhimpur Kheri violence in which eight people including four farmers were killed on October 3rd. Senior advocate Harish Salve appearing for the UP government told the bench headed by Chief Justice NV Ramana that he would work something out by Monday. The apex court on November 8th had expressed dissatisfaction over the probe and suggested to infuse independence, impartiality and fairness in the ongoing investigation, stating that a former judge of a different high court should monitor it on a day-to-day basis. The bench had also said that it has no confidence and does not want the one-member judicial commission appointed by the state to continue to probe into the case. Retired Allahabad High Court Judge Justice Pradeep Kumar Shivastava was named by the state government to inquire into the eruption of violence on the Tikonia Banbirpur Road in Lakhimpur Kheri district. The state government was asked to inform about its stand on the suggestion of monitoring of probe by a former judge of a different high court in the Supreme Court today. Farmers have been camping at Delhi's Singhu, Tikri and Ghazipur borders since last November, protesting against the centre's three farm laws. At News Laundry, we have reported extensively on the farmers' protest. You can read our ground reports, interviews and video stories on the protests on newslaundry.com. Over the course of multiple reports, the farmers told our reporters about their growing frustration with media and the Modi government. Check out my colleague Nidhi Suresh's report titled, Media Has Lost Our Trust, Why Protesting Farmers Are Angry With Godi Media and If We Get Covid, It's Modi's Fault, Why Farmers at Delhi Borders Aren't Leaving. Listeners, we are able to report in great detail on issues such as these because we are a reader-supported news organization. We are accountable to only you, our subscribers. So if you're not a subscriber already, head on to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscribe button on the top right corner on the screen. Lowest subscriptions start at only Rs. 300 a month. While you're there, do check out sessions of this year's Media Rumble, which are now available to watch on our YouTube channel. Rains in Tamil Nadu subsided on Friday as the depression over the Bay of Bengal weakened into a well-marked low-pressure area. The red alert issued by the Indian Meteorological Department now stands withdrawn. However, thunderstorms with heavy rains are likely to be witnessed in parts of the state including the Nilgiris, Coimbatore and Kanyakumari districts. Light to moderate rain is likely to occur at many places over the rest of Tamil Nadu, Puducherry and the Karaikal area. As for the most recent estimate, a total of 14 people and 157 cattle are said to have succumbed to the incessant rain in Tamil Nadu for the past five days. According to the Tamil Nadu Revenue and Disaster Management Minister, KSSR Ramachandran, in the last 24 hours, two people have died in Thanjavur and Tiravur. As many as 1,146 huts and 237 houses have also been completely damaged. The rains over the last two weeks have submerged standing agricultural crop on at least 1.45 lakh acres and horticultural crop on 6,000 acres in the state. Tamil Nadu Agricultural Minister M.R.K. Panirselvam called this a preliminary estimate, adding that the actual loss to long-term samba rice crop raised on about 44 lakh acres can be assessed only after the water recedes. Tamil Nadu Chief Minister M.K. Stalin has formed a six-member ministerial panel headed by State Cooperatives Minister I. Periyasamy to assess crop damage in the Delta region and submit a report to the government to expedite relief work. A court in military ruled Myanmar today 
jailed American journalist Danny Fenster for 11 years, the Reuters reported. The move came in despite U.S. calls for his release from what is said was unjust detention. Fenster was found guilty of breaching immigration law, unlawful association and encouraging dissent against the military by the court in Myanmar. He was earlier this week slapped with two additional charges of sedition and terrorism which carry a maximum sentence of life imprisonment. 37-year-old Fenster is the managing editor of an online magazine called Frontier Myanmar. He was detained at Yangon International Airport in Myanmar during May. He is one of the dozens of local journalists that have been detained in the recent past, the BBC reported. Trial on Danny's old charges took place behind closed doors, literally inside Einstein Prison, where he and many of those detained since the February coup are being held. According to the news portal he works for, the charges against Danny were all based on the allegation that he was working for the banned media outlet Myanmar Now. As per the news portal, Danny had resigned from Myanmar Now in July 2020 and joined Frontier the following month. So at the time of his arrest in May 2021, he had been working with Frontier for more than 9 months. Around 80 local journalists are known to have been detained for their reporting so far in Myanmar ever since the military leaders seized power in the state during February. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. and subscribe to our YouTube channel.